Welcome to the First Comics News Podcast. All right, welcome to First Comics News Podcast number 30. The big, big three zero, uh, almost a third of the way to a hundred, and a tenth of the way from that point to a thousand. So we're well on pace for uh, <laughs> a record-breaking run here. Uh, welcome back. I think uh, it's been two weeks. Two weeks now. Two weeks. So last week we didn't get together due to uh, let's call it the blizzard Armageddon part three. Part three again, more snow, uh, which prevented us from doing this. But uh, we'll get caught up today. Uh, we got a bunch of comics here. Is there anything uh, exciting or worthy in the uh, comic book industry? We want to talk about any news, anything, anything? Very quiet. It's uh, it's actually kind of been a little bit quiet. I, we had a, a big, nice media blitz of all kinds of cool stuff coming out for TV and Netflix and movies, and then they said, "All right, well, uh, you've got enough." Yeah, you got to start holding some stuff back for the comic convention <laughs> yep. season. They did announce, uh, if you're of a certain age, exciting news that uh, DuckTales is coming back. I'm excited to see Launchpad. Launchpad, Scrooge, The Boys. Jeez, uh, it's been a while since I've watched it. You know, uh, that is exciting news. Yeah, I mean, life is like an aeroplane and, uh, <laughs> here in Duckburg. Uh so yeah, they're coming back. Uh, Netflix announced that they're bringing back five cartoons from the 80s. Uh, Inspector Gadget, Danger Mouse. People will love Inspector Gadget. Danger Mouse. Oh, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, the British import Secret Agent Mouse. Actually ran, I think I read uh, 10 years. It ran. Did it really? Yeah, I didn't realize it went that long. How, how many stories can you tell about a mouse with an eye patch and a sword running around like a secret agent? Apparently 10, 10 years, years worth, worth, and then a reboot worth. So that's cool. Uh, Howard the Duck issue one's coming out next month. I know you're excited. About I am Howard excited. The Duck. Very excited. I know it's not going to be as good as the original run, which of course is yeah. Well, wasn't that? Didn't that start in the seventies yeah. when they could get away with a lot more? I think it started in uh, seventy four. So seventy five because he ran for president in seventy six. And he almost won. <laughs> it was close. Oh, things would have been different if he had managed yeah, the, to pull out the if victory. If the cartoon duck had been in charge. And I also read that another uh, great 80s property is coming back from Boom. It's uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. Coming back uh, in comic form. In comic weeks. form. Yep. You know that... Well, they're making a third movie. Right. Keanu had signed on for it long ago and yeah. said... I will absolutely be in a third movie if we do it like they're washed up past their prime guys and you give them one last big send-off. And that's exactly how you need to handle it. You can't just reboot it and say, here's here's the new Bill and Ted. you got to have them have their kids <clears throat> and trying to reconnect with their kids and still bring out the phone booth and yeah, you I need watched, some more uh, historical hijinks. Uh, it's then, a shame that... Uh, Carl, uh, George Carlin gone. It really is. Uh, but uh, we watched the first one with the kids and they liked it. What an amazing movie. It, it was it was great. Very, very funny. And uh, we have Bill and Ted go to hell. Yeah. Uh, queued up. I haven't watched that in 
40 years. Not the best. Right, so all I remember is the Twister scene where he challenges them to a game. Yes. And they play Twister. Yes, the Reaper was kind of the the redeeming factor in that whole movie. I don't know uh, I don't know what they were sniffing <laughs> when they wrote that script. And that was uh, with Kiss, right? Where Kiss they, they was that Kiss at the end, end. Right, God, God gave, gave rock and roll, rock roll, to, you. roll to you. Yeah. Um, it was good. The robots, there were the evil... The evil Bill and Ted robots, yeah. and then they went to heaven to find Einstein for some help to build their own good robots. And instead, they ended up with some weird alien guy who was actually two little fuzzy alien Alf-looking I don't dudes. remember I don't anything know. about this. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you have it queued up to watch. You're going to be yeah. sitting there 30 minutes in going, at this... How did the first movie become Have this? you ever read the Marvel comic? Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted, yeah. No. They had a Marvel comic back in the 80s that was actually uh, pretty clever. Uh, I think uh, Dan Slott got his start uh, writing that. Wow. Uh, very cool, very uh, kind of hipster, in-jokes and such. And they also had a Saturday morning cartoon. I remember, the, I remember that, yeah. I don't remember much about it. I just remember there was one. This is Bill and Ted. Bill you and know, Ted. if you're a fan of, of that, then you're going to just be a fan of whatever they put out for you. So that's very exciting to hear because um, I I love Bill and Ted. And you know what? That is as corny as you want to look at that movie. I remember I, I watched it on Netflix like a couple months ago. And my wife was like, I don't, why are you watching this? Because watching what? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. And I said... Because, and then I went right to the point where they give you the way to live your life in one sentence. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> and I said, there, right there. That's it. Keep your Gandhi. Yeah. Give me Bill S. Preston Esquire. And that's when you call off the wedding? Yep, that was it. <laughs> Why are you watching Bill and Ted? I can't, I can't live this lie. Get out. I cannot live this way. Uh, so that's cool. A lot of interesting properties coming back. I mean, Hollywood truly is out of ideas. They so. have been out for quite some time. The re the remake of Red Dawn was when I realized that it had reached critical proportion because yes. that was. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen it. I like the original Red Dawn. Oh yeah, it's I like that classic, movie a lot. Classic uh, anti-Rusky propaganda film. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that was that was cool. That had a great cast too. Oh man, kids. Whoever cast that deserved a raise. She uh, plugged into quite a few future stars. Absolutely. And then they made a sequel. With Thor. Yep. And originally it was going to be China. And, yeah. th- and then China was like, well, we won't air the movie then, so you lose all the millions from us. And like, we'll make it North Korea. Which, hilariously, <laughs> China was our only ally in the original Red Dawn. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> North Korea invading America? No. Their army... With what? I... God. All right. Um, <laughs> with cheap DVDs? I don't yes. know. Uh, Jesus. Barely keep their own country going, never mind take over what is, you know, a country of this size. Exactly. With this many weapons floating around. There's a lot. All right. Uh, so new comics. Uh, get started with Darth Vader, since that's jump, fresh in the mind. We'll jump right into the Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah, first issue uh, from last podcast. We thought it was good, not great. Yep, that's fair. Uh, thoughts on issue two? Well, um, I didn't love the cover art. The yeah. 
you know, a billowing cape doesn't ever really go that high. Um, yeah, his but, cape doesn't billow very much. No, not so much. But uh, once I got into the meat of it, I it's kind of weird seeing General Tag tell Invader what to do. Grand, Grand, Grand General as Tag. As he points out, yes. Grand General Tag. It's kind of weird to see Vader go from force choking this dude without a care in the world to having to go on errands for him. Yeah, well, you can see there's definitely some bad blood from that scene. Without a doubt. Know, uh... Uh, yeah, Vader's stuck dealing with uh, pirates um, raiding Imperial shuttles. So, you know, he's kind of fallen from I'm running the Death Star to I'm out on missions in my TIE fighter trying to shoot rebel ship or pirate ships down, not even rebels. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a jump between Star Wars and Empire, where he uh, definitely is a lot different than the first movie. Yeah. Uh, and that's good that they're explaining it. I thought, uh, yeah, there's some intrigue, some, you know, an insider, uh, some betrayals, you know, a lot of Darth Vader standing around looking <laughs> angry that people are treating him like crap. Uh, but, I mean, again, it's... Uh, he has to prove himself. I he mean, that, accepts it. It's from it, the Emperor. It shows that yeah. he's loyal to the Emperor. It's actually kind of cool that you know, nobody ever really thought about you know, Darth Vader, the Darth Vader failure. Right. Um, you know, the, the complete inability of him to save the Death Star and he, him being the only survivor. Yeah, you go from him failing utterly and completely and being spun off into space to him being in charge of assaulting Hoth. And in, in charge between, of everything. Yeah, and in between that... You're just led to assume that, well, after your spectacular failure, we're putting you in charge of the Armada. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Uh, you ever see the the 9-11 propaganda film they did for Star Wars? Where they're like, you, no. you ever hear of, uh, what is it, uh, what's the bit, Thigeist? The one that, like, exposes 9-11 as the insider job? No, no. I mean, maybe I've heard of Yeah, that. very big in a conspiracy theorist underground. I, I actually watched it, and it all yeah, right. it's, it's a typical, you like, take a lot of coincidences and find common threads and stuff. But they did the same thing with Star Wars, and it was like, you know, the Empire, you know, the greatest military might in the world, was brought down by a farm boy. Coincidence? Interesting that he's, that the farm boy uh, managed to destroy this battle station. More, coincidence? Even more so that the only survivor of the Death Star was his father, <laughs> who was in charge of defending the Death Star. Interesting. And they go with like, the, the whole thing of, like, you know, how could a farm boy who never flew an X-Wing before, never been into space prior to two weeks ago, <laughs> managed to destroy this, and the person who was in charge to defend it, Darth Vader, his father, not only lets it blow up, but escapes it. He's the only one to escape the Death Star's destruction. And it's, uh, it's really cool if you... That's I I've got to check that out. Yeah, if you go on YouTube, it's uh it's pretty cool. Uh yeah, I mean it's solid. Uh moves along. It's it flows better than the yeah. first issue. It's less it less explained. It has things. the problem that any villain book does that there's really nobody you're rooting for. True, you you could say you're rooting for Vader um because there really isn't anyone else you're definitely not rooting for. Tag. No. You're not rooting for. Uh, well, I, I assume we'll see Boba Fett again. 
Yep. Yeah, they mentioned him in this issue. So communique. Right. And, and you know, Vader's sent on a mission to, to go and, and handle these uh, pirates. And he gets in there, and he's been given basically a handler. He's He's been given a little functionary lieutenant to follow him around and dig into his personal affairs. And that's the guy who says, oh, you had a private meeting with Boba Fett. Yeah. What, what is this about? And he says, well, don't worry about that. Now, let, let's just skip to some... Uh... Some spoilers here. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Vader lives. <laughs> Do you think the handler actually was the spy? No, because I, the droid definitely implanted the information yeah, that, about that, the spy. I read it. I was like, well, because it kind of jumps. Like, he escapes. It does, And then yeah. it jumps right to him being thrown on the deck. Right. And I, and I was like, oh, is he supposed to actually have been the spy? Because somebody was giving him information. Right. So did Darth Vader... Uh, did Darth Vader give the information just to draw him out? And, I mean, I, it, it seems kind of unusual that Vader would be like, well, there's still a spy, but I'm going to close that part. And leave the spy <laughs> to run rampant here, because, well, you know, I'm going to say this was the spy. True. I couldn't tell if he was alive or dead, really, at the end, the way he dragged it and got thrown on the ground. I think, well, that, that's, that's one thing. If Vader's telling the truth that... He just, but he knew he was a spy, and he just went in there and had the droid give that information out, you know, plugging into the system. Then, fine, he's probably alive. But why would Vader leave him alive if Vader was setting him up to be the spy, and then go, ah, and I'll also need this extra spy to run around and cause mayhem. Right. And he knows Boba Fett has a meeting with him. I bet there's something going on there. Right, I feel like that dude is dead. Right, I, they don't. I, they don't implicitly say here he's dead. Vader's just got him over his shoulder, chucks him down in front of yeah. uh, Tag, and says, "Choose your flunkies better next time." This guy was the spy. Yeah, it seemed a little odd. It did. Yeah, it didn't really flow that well. Not, not so much. No. But uh, yeah. So Darth Vader too. Uh, still, I don't know. I think it's really what that works to better. Find a voice. Yeah, it's going to work better uh, when they get their footing in as a graphic novel. I think once they introduce some stuff like Vader, I mean, maybe not palling around with Boba Fett, but given a couple of other characters that we like, a little room to maneuver. Like I am sure in the Leia comic, it's not just going to be Princess Leia on her own with no other characters to root for. It's going to have she's got to have a cast. Right? Right. I would assume. No, but you're exactly right. No one cares about anyone but Darth Vader in this conflict. Until Boba Fett shows up, I don't care. Yeah, it's, uh, again, the tough issue with that kind of character that's, you know, in a mask and, you know, his destiny and his fate and everything. Did you uh, stick it on Star Wars for a minute? How are you doing on Rebels? Rebels? Man, I can't believe how good that show is. Where, where are you up to? What, what episode? What I think I've only made it through Because there's only 12. I've, only, I've made it through three, so I'm All like right. a quarter of the way. Yeah, so you haven't even gotten to the good good episodes yet. Really? Yeah. When you hit like seven or eight, you'd just be like, oh. <laughs> and I guess uh, the last one we watched was stunning. I remember you were telling me that you, because you watched it with your kids. Yeah. And you guys were clapping and cheering at the end of some of these shows. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt when I was watching that third one. I thought, Man, this is like, someone took a lot of time, and I liked the Clone Wars. I thought there was a lot, yeah. a lot of great stuff in there that uh, 
could have really been explored in the movies. Should have been explored in the yep. movies. To, to see that the Rebels is taken off this well, it gives me hope that the Disney is just going to... Man. It, we're in for some great years of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta you got to find some time to get caught up. Yeah, I really do. If, it seems the finale is next week. And uh, I haven't watched the last one. I know what kind of what happens due to people online getting all excited. Online but, uh, people, why are you doing this? The last three or four episodes were unbelievable. I mean, I, I try to get caught up, will you? All right, so, all right, all right. Then, then we'll, by the, then by we'll, the next podcast, I'll have watched the rest of the Then season. we can talk about it a Fair little enough. more. All right, uh, you want to talk about Starlight? Yeah, we'll, we'll go into a different kind of flavored uh, star property. Um, I think it was March of 2014, uh, Mark Miller put out a six-comic series called Starlight. Um, and it was kind of his answer to Flash Gordon, that kind of pulpy Earthman, fish out of water, goes to these different planets, and he's hailed as a, a hero because yeah. of his, his Earth. 100%. A takeoff on oh, Flash absolutely. His Earth know-how is yep. what gets him through and saves the day. And uh, it's really quite good. They well, The reason I'm talking about it now is they just released a trade paperback collecting all six issues. You can read it all at once. It's a really great kind of deconstruction of Flash Gordon where he goes from being this great hero and saying, and they say, oh, well, stay here and be the king of our planet. He says, well, I've got to get back to Earth and marry my girlfriend and raise some kids and live my life. So he does this, and, of course, he has a typical Earth kind of experience. His, his, you know, his wife gets sick, he gets old, his kids get jobs and they ignore him. Now, I read the first issue when it came out, I reviewed it for the site. Uh, do pe- People don't believe him. No, that he's it's, because he comes back from this little warp thing and and says, "Hey, I saved this planet, and yeah. this is a ray gun, and and of course the government shuts it down." Yeah, and the only person that really believes him is his wife. Everyone else says, "Man, because okay, that that crazy. was a kind of a typical plot of the '80s genre, where someone gets whisked to another planet, like uh, Last Starfighter, Secret Wars, or John Carter from Mars, uh, Secret Wars, <laughs> and then you know at the end they go home." Right. And that everyone's happy. But this is kind of like, well, when you go from being the hero and loved by a, a, a world and a, a super celebrity who is, you know, considered a god. Right. And then you go home and no one believes you and your wife is, uh, you know. Your kids are like, yeah, my dad's crazy. Yeah, the kids crazy. ignore you, you know, the wife's not that supportive. And it's it's an interesting uh, follow-up to it a is. lot of movies. It's, it's like uh, someone on Twitter posted a few weeks ago. Uh, they have a, a, a Twitter feed called a Shower Thoughts. And it's just like thoughts that pop into the people's minds. And one of the thoughts was uh, every, almost every Disney heroine or princess at the end of the movie loses their virginity 10 minutes later. It's like it always ends with them like in love with someone and they're like the camera pulls back <laughs> and they're kissing. And it's like, oh, well, you know, you don't think about what happens after the movies. No. Like, so the, you know, and everyone always gets home and you're like, yay, they're home, yay, safe and sound. But, but there's never like any... But oh, you've touched well. the stars. How do you go back to everyday life? Right. Or you, you've been gone. 
no one paid your bills. <laughs> no one paid the bills. <laughs> you are fired for, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a great kind of set uh, you know setting that he's put it in where okay, it's all fine and good to be the champion, and at the end of the movie, everything's all well and good, but. What about 30, 40 years on? You're you're old dude. No one respects you. Your kids don't even show up for any kind of birthdays or no anything respect. like that. And so this, uh, you know, when this ship pops up outside of his house and says, you've got to save our planet again. He actually says, okay, fine. No one gives a crap anyway. <laughs> I'll go with you. That's fine. He puts yeah. on his old suit. It doesn't fit. He gets in there. He's like, well, I hope they're not disappointed because I am old and I cannot kick ass as I once did. And But the funny thing is, he does get in there and the world he left is complete garbage. The The queen who he left in charge got um, taken out because they were kind of a pacifist society. So when these aggressive aliens showed up, they took over the planet took out all of the people he left in charge and he shows up they gets captured within five minutes and but of course there's always a rebellion of course and the rebellion busts him out and they and and they're all they all love earth stuff so they're like check this out it's a 72 charger <laughs> we had this thing restored and you're like okay well we're gonna see that at some point yeah yeah um but the thing i like about it is that Typically, when I'm reading a Mark Miller story, the problem I have with a lot of his stuff is that it lacks a heart. It lacks, like, a, like kick-ass. It's not really a heartwarming tale of of anything. It's When I read a lot of Mark Miller comics, and I'm not a big fan, I think the biggest fan of Mark Miller's work would have been... Uh, Mark Miller. No, no, the... Uh, Oh my god, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name. The lead from A Clockwork Orange. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little, a wee bit of the ultraviolence. Yeah, you know, wow. I, I could just picture him reading Mark Miller going, this is great, you know. That, I mean, I've read some of his stuff that's back very in the, the 90s that was yeah. like, wow, this is like offensive and no redeeming qualities. Uh, <laughs> just horrifying stuff. So you think the Droogies would have been the fans Droogies of The Droogies would have had the Mark whole Miller. collection. Picture picture Clockwork Orange, but instead of the record shop, he's browsing the comic shop. And he's like, oh, Mark Miller! New Mark Miller! And all the, they're all like, oh, yes! Let us go read it and then do some ultraviolence. <laughs> well, I never thought about that, but that is very astute uh, observation. That, yeah, I think it is incredibly violent, and it, it, a lot of times it doesn't have any kind of redeeming quality for me. Yeah. But this story has heart it's a tale of this guy's ultimate maybe not redemption because he, he he did the right thing the first time around sure but it's finding his place in the world again this guy shows up he's not he's not as awesome as he once was but he's still awesome enough so he he rallied the people rally behind him and his 72 charger and of you know he actually in a weird Mark Miller twists, he saves the planet again. And and then he says, I still don't want to be your king. Take me home. Even though my kids ignore me and my wife's gone, take me back to Earth. 
So they take him back to Earth, and this, the kid who came and got him in the first place says, well, that's fine. I'll take you back to Earth. But we're going to swing by the White House and your <laughs> kids work in the spaceship so that they know you're not full of it. Yeah. So he, like, drives, he, they, like, roll past his his big corporate uh, son's office while he's in the middle of a meeting and his dad's waving to him from the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, and then he ends it with the, you know, the guy like kind of toasting the, his wife in heaven. And it's like this really that's awesome, heartfelt. Yeah. It's really unlike a Mark Miller story. And if I, if I, I really enjoy original review, I think I may have let off with the, uh, Oh my God. I like a Mark Miller. book. <laughs> I was like, well, this is crazy. I didn't follow through with it. Uh, you know, I just got buried in all the copies we get. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those I, I meant to catch up on. So I'll have to try to finish up on that. You really should. Now that the trade paperback is out, you can just read it all at once. And it's it's a great, it's great writing. It's a great story. I mean, the guy's name is Duke McQueen. How cool is that? <laughs> all right. Sticking with uh, the futuristic aliens and stuff, we'll go with Dave. I guess that's how you say it. Uh, the actual title is Dave, but the A is a four. Right. And a lot of the names have letters in them. Frank has a four. Uh, and this is from IDW. And it is, uh, let me see who this is by. It's uh, by Ryan Ferrier and Valentin Romano. Uh, and this is a futuristic uh, story about the uh, the robots. Yeah, the robots. Becoming personal assistants, and they would be getting more... Uh, more uh, sentient, and then rebellion, and killed, killed all us, the humans. Killed all humans, and then as killed, Bender would, would have it. <laughs> yeah, it was Bender's wet dream. Uh, all the humans die, and uh, that's just like backstory. In right. back panels. The, the end story is, they after they wiped us. out everyone, they became us. Right. They're there's lazy. workers, there's homeless, there's executives. They all have meaningless jobs uh, just to stay busy. And Dave is kind of like the poster child of it. He was a hero of the, the human killing wars or whatever yeah. they call it. And then I guess aliens invaded several times and they repelled all of them. Yeah, and, and he was, was a huge yeah, hero. he had medals and stuff. And then without anyone left to fight, he's just left with a crummy job. He yeah. can't, he forgets to bring the oil home. Yeah, low uh, skill set. Yep. Uh, very meta kind of humor. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, he's talking about, uh, you know, because then of course you wiped out the humans. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was easy, and uh, his girlfriend's yelling at him. You know, they're like, "Oh, he forgets the oil because he has a flashback or something." And he winds up leaving the store, and the wife's girlfriend's like, "Yeah, do you get the oil?" Uh, they're sold out. Gee, that's all robots drink is oil. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> no they're, way they're out. out. Uh, just a, a slug of a, of a guy uh, drifted through life as a robot, but pretty damn funny. It it, it uh, really is. I. I enjoy. I didn't. I I read the first page and I thought, "Am I gonna like this?" And then it really just took off. Yeah, you get really uh, flow through it pretty easily. And yeah. it's and it's a hilarious look at who we are through yeah. the eyes of a robot. They even have robot strippers. They have robot strippers. They've I activated everything. The, the The panel right before they annihilate humanity is a robot using its extended arm to fly a shuttle while the human is in the cockpit reading. A nudie mag. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, so we took them out. <laughs> yeah. We realized we were doing all the work. Uh, but very similar to what you described as Starlight, a former hero uh, who's reduced to medium, you know, people who don't listen, his son. Yeah, they ordered a forgot, son. They ordered a son. He forgot about <laughs> it, that they ordered it. So he happens to walk by and sees him in there playing video games, and he's ignoring him. 
So it kind of sparked my uh, the similarities between Starlight. But uh, yeah. wickedly funny. I don't know if uh, this guy must be British because this reeks of like a yeah, 2000 really AD kind of. Uh, yeah, but not you're quite a fan as dark. of that. You're a fan of the lighter 2000 AD. I would pick up Dave because it is it is filled with some great meta humor. Yeah. They even wear underwear for, for, I, for no that reason. Is the most hilarious thing is the panel of him passed out with the empty <laughs> oil bottles all over, and he's wearing underwear for no reason. Oh, dear. Yeah, that was a, a fine book by IDW. Uh, that came out of nowhere. I'm excited, man. IDW is put, putting out some stuff I love. They're, they're cracking-lacking right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm loving uh, it. I don't think you had a chance to read Black Hood issue one. Nope. I that is not. Archie Comics' new superhero line relaunch. Uh... Archie famously had a line of heroes back in the forties and fifties, uh the Shield, who was actually who actually predates Captain America as the, the first patriotic superhero. Uh the Black Hood who was like a vigilante. Uh oh jeez, I'm drawing a lot of blanks here. I'm, I'm so ashamed of myself. Uh then they got relaunched in the eighties, uh, the Mighty Crusaders. Uh, they had an action figure line. Uh you know, mildly uh, the Fox and everyone the Fox, else. Right. Uh they relaunched it a few years ago with the new Crusaders, which was aimed at kids. Uh, it was written and drawn by the guys who do Sonic and Mega Man. Oh, yeah. And they thought they could tap into that youth. Uh, but it didn't really catch on that well. Everyone's always trying to tap into that youth market. So instead, they uh, what they did is they were going to relaunch it this uh, last year with The Fox, which is actually, I have to give you the copy so you can read it. Right. Uh, by Mark Wade, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, and that was very well received, sold well, critically acclaimed. So they went full board. They relaunched the whole universe again, uh, starting with Black uh, Black Hood, Whew. Uh, issue one this week. Uh, then they're coming out with a new Shield comic, and uh, the Fox is returning as well. So uh, this is a uh, Black Hood is uh, you know vigilante as uh, you know everyone loves standard vigilante. vigilante. Uh, but this is actually interesting. It starts off with a patrolman who, uh, in Philadelphia, there's like a gang shooting shootout. And uh, he pulls up and the guy sh- shoots him and kind of wings inside of his face. Black Hood swings down, knocks out the gang members, and goes to help him. And the guy's like all disoriented, sees someone coming at him and shoots him dead. So he's like a hero. You know, he killed the Black Hood. You know, and half the police force is like, you did it. And the other half's like, dude, he was doing good. You know, he, right. he didn't hurt anyone but the people who deserve to be hurt. And he gets addicted to uh, painkillers. Half his face is burnt from the shotgun blast. Uh, it's the officially the first time the F-word's ever been used in an Archie comic. Wow. Uh, so very dark. Uh, I, the review copy is actually on my phone, not on the iPad, unfortunately. But uh, they, they sent it to us in an email last night. Okay. Um, very dark. Uh, very dark, indeed. Uh, very cool. Uh, the you know again to bring it back some of the the classic heroes Archie's really mixing it up. I think everyone has to. Yeah. We're in a time where if a comic company is not mixing it up, then they're just gonna go away. Yeah. So I so are you looking forward to once they put out the Sentinel? You're looking forward to people going. That's just a Captain America ripoff. <laughs> well, the Shield. The shield. Well, right? the shield is actually uh, they re- they're going to reboot it as a uh, young girl. Oh, that's going to be the shield. That's a good idea. Uh, and the fox is kind of like a, a Peter Parker kind of guy, right? Uh, he does you know doesn't really want to be a hero. You know, he's just like a news guy. 
uh, and he fought Madame uh, Madame Death. Oh no, Madame Satan. Madame uh, Satan. Madame Satan, which was crazy. It, it, that was a funny freaking comic. Uh, you know, with the jibes and stuff. But it looks like a good mix. Uh, but it's definitely a strong start. Good. So they're, Archie's getting into the hero game again. Well, they're really doing good with the zombie books. Yep. Afterlife with Archie. Uh, next month, uh, not next month, is it May? Is the issue 666 of Archie. Wow. And that's going to be the last issue. And then it's going to relaunch uh, this year with Archie number one with a, a new look. More realistic look to it. Wow. You know... I always have a problem with the rebooting of properties after if they've only put out a certain number. I think six sixty six <laughs> is a pretty nice number for them to know. But you know, like when the Uncanny Avengers, they go, well, "We made twenty five issues of this. Let's reboot Let's to reboot. issue number one." Yeah, I'm kind of sad. Number that, ones are more you know, worth more. I mean, that's been around for decades. Oh, yeah, it was old, reliable, but uh. Yeah, you know, the newsstand distribution's not there anymore. They used to make a lot of money from newsstand sales, supermarkets, non-traditional comic outlets. But they're making a push. Afterlife is great. Uh, the Life with Archie was fantastic. Uh, again, I subscribed to uh, Life with Archie and Archie. My son has uh, probably about 30 or 40 comics from Archie that he reads. So hopefully it, it's That's six. what he's doing with his time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he can't get his homework done. The damn digest, they're everywhere. <laughs> Uh, so they're re- re- rebooting Archie. Uh, they have a uh, Archie TV show coming to Fox in development. Uh, they have some other properties too that they're working on bringing. Uh, the the new Sabrina horror comics really good. Oh yeah, uh, really dark on that one. I uh, think Fox really handles cartoon properties well. Maybe not other stuff, but they handle their cartoon properties well. Yeah, I still would have liked to see it go to like AMC or you know one of the cable ones. Especially with something like Afterlife with Archie with zombies. Yeah, I, 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 I just hope they don't water it down. Mm. Actually, I'm sorry. They're not doing Afterlife. They're just doing Life with Archie. Life with Archie. That's fine on Fox. Perfect Fox. Afterlife with Archie needs to be on AMC. <laughs> not, well, not AMC. Right they before Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, that's too much zombies. Although I did watch like 10 minutes of last week's Walking Dead. Uh, sorry. Yeah. They're, they're, still, they're still hanging out, surviving. People are still fighting zombies. Yeah, the zombies are still there. Running out of ammo. Uh, back to IDW, uh, Joe Frankenstein, issue one. Which came all out, right. I'd never even heard of before. I, me neither. And and I'm thinking, all right, what? Um, it takes me a second to realize the speed that this is going at because it's a, it's a pizza delivery guy. He shows up. At a, like a frat house. Yeah, there's... Sexy. He's movie. late. He Obviously, he works for like a Domino's type place where 30 minutes or less or it's free which of course Domino's had to say we can't do that because people are getting into accidents yes. trying to get your pizzas to you right you ingrates so <laughs> he's two minutes late they're getting the free pizza four beautiful college age women open the door and have him come in and I'm thinking well I'm sure nothing bad could happen to this kid <laughs> yeah he gets in there, and what I really liked about it was they, these girls vamp out. They they turn into vampires, but they turn into Blade 70s vampire art, and I loved it immediately. Yeah. I thought, oh, perfect. Yeah, the art's by, uh, who's the art? By, uh, actually, the co-writer, Graham Nor- uh, Nolan. Graham Nolan and Chuck Dixon co-write it, and Graham does the art. Chuck Dixon, he's been around forever. Yeah, he has. 
long as as old as the vampires. What was his big book back in the eighties? Was Chuck Dixon's uh not Hunter, something about an Indian that he wrote. Uh, Chuck Dixon, come on, think, think. Uh, I can picture it. It has like his a, a face, and he has the war paint on. Ah, you've lost. You've it's lost the eighties. <laughs> there were so there were so many things, but yes. I'll tell you the anyway. A someone some large fellow shows up to save this kid and starts staking these vampires. And I, does he reveal that he's he, he says you're Joe Frankenstein? Yeah. You're you were he's a foster kid. Your your true parentage, your true lineage is you're a Frankenstein. And this guy is obviously Frankenstein's creation. That's right. Which everyone always calls that him Frankenstein. Right. But he's not Frankenstein. He's not Frankenstein. I think his name was Adam, actually, in the book. But um, but then I will let you describe what is probably the greatest panel in the comic. <laughs> when he gives him a phone that has one number yeah. to call Frankenstein's monster. So he does the whole, he wakes up and he doesn't believe it's happening or whatever. So he hits the button and Frank's like, I'll be right there. And shortly thereafter, a knock on the door. It's uh, the, I don't know, the butler driver, whoever right. it is. Brings him out to a limousine, opens the door, and there's Frankenstein reclined back smoking a cigar. Like, you called? <laughs> just, just, just chillaxing. Just a beautiful scene. And it makes the whole book for me to see that. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was a great page. Um, holy crap. Uh, you know, I'm looking it up. He did Airboy. Airboy, wow. Uh, for Eclipse. That used to be weekly. Yeah. How do you... I don't think that was what I was thinking of, though, but uh, that's the only thing I yeah, see out here. That's I'll similar. tell you what you're likely remembering is an Airboy issue with, like, a Native American with his face painted on. Yeah. Because Airboy cool. got around. Everyone got around. <laughs> this is how rumors get started. I just, I'm putting it out there. I know the secret. If anyone wants to, anyone wants to hear it, what I have to say before Chuck Dixon finds me. Airboy. Airboy. But yeah, that was a, a strong start uh, to the series. Is this? I don't, I don't even know if this is going to be a limited series or an ongoing. I hope it's not limited because yeah. it doesn't say anything about I love limited. I love the '70s style vampires. And I love that the Frankenstein's monster has panache. Panache. And I love that he's, uh, he's, a, Joe is a, such a downtrodden dude. I mean, he loses his job. He loses his girlfriend. He almost gets eaten by vampires. He wakes up, uh, and they say, okay, well, you're, you're Dr. Frankenstein's great, great, great grandkid or, yep. or whatever it is. And he says, oh, well, I don't feel smart or anything. I don't, I mean, what, what is he actually going to possess? He's been given a name. He's not been given superpowers. Right. Yep. Other than the fact that Frankenstein's monster follows him around and makes sure he doesn't get uh, beat down. The future is wide open. It really is. A lot, a lot of places they could go with it. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, and I'm, and I hope they keep the kind of flavor of the, the like. The fun blade, yes, is what I'm. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me a lot. I, I say that a lot. It reminds me of this. It reminds me of that from the '80s. But uh, like Fright Night, 
Fright Night. Where that yeah. kind of campy, yeah, you know, supernatural. Right. Nobody knows that supernatural stuff exists. You know, kind of a light edge. You know, not comedy straight out, but like there's still some funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it has its moments of levity and humor, along with the vampire attacks and deaths. Yes, which can be fun. It can be. It can be. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man uh, finished up its uh, Spider-Verse uh, mega crossover. I think we talked about this uh, a couple episodes back, where they had all the Spider-Men, uh, right. the Inheritors were attacking, and all the Spider-Men, including from the cartoons. So right. if they went to that world, it looked like the cartoon world. They had the Spider-Mobile. Spider-Man and Friends got taken out. Yeah, drastically crushed. Uh, the Batmo- uh, Batmobile, the Spider-Mobile made an appearance, Spider-Ham. <laughs> spectacular it was Peter, Peter Parker, Parker. Uh, he made an appearance uh, so it was, truly was an epic crossover wow. with all the heroes. a lot of them died uh, I think they just had the epilogue today that came out Spider-Man I think it's 15 and uh, it pretty much sets up for at least five more Spider-Man comic books uh, there's, <laughs> there's a Spider-Woman who's uh, May Parker uh, Peter's daughter from another world she's right. set up for her own series there's Jess, who's Spider-Woman, already has her own series. Yep. Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman. Spider-Gwen. Just started. And they have Silk uh, from that series. Who's... So is it all female Spider-Men? And, uh, yeah, Miles from the Ultimates. It's <laughs> <So> all female <laughs> Yeah, all the, all, the, all, the pe- all the white guys are going away. Yeah, that uh, seems, to be a, seems to be the new trend is that the, the, the evil white comic book readers are... Are going away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I, maybe they're reading old issues of Airboy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, there needs to be a shift. You have to. If there's a market for people, you have to create the content that that people yeah, want. Yeah, as long as they're good stories and they make sense, I guess. I mean, not unlike Johnny Storm being black, even though he's Sue's mm-hmm. brother. I yeah, was, you, I got well, what are you gonna do? I mean, people make nonsensical. Yeah, I mean, the trailer looks like ass anyway. Yeah, so. it does. It looks like they failed yet again to make a good Fantastic Four movie, which is the height of hilarity to me because it's the easiest story to tell. They're all already together. Yeah, it's it's like here, here's the free story we've created. Ah, let's switch this up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Get a little action. We gotta make this make some changes. Put my mark <laughs> Make on Make some it. notes. But I think there's at least five instances where they have the little uh, asterisk indica thing. It's like, follow their adventures in this comic. Uh, <laughs> follow it in Spider- <laughs> Secret yeah. Wars Spider-Verse issue one. I'm going to tell you, Marvel will never miss a beat. To, there's a lot of comics. To put out some new number ones that are going to last 12 issues and go away forever. Yeah, I think there's at least 10 Spider-Man titles. Spider-Family, I guess you'd call them. Uh, they go along with all the Avengers, X-Men family books that I can't keep up with. Uncanny, Avengers, The Mighty, X-Men, gonna, AVX. At some point, they're going to inject, uh, they're going to they're gonna go to a, a universe and inject Uncle Ben with the super soldier serum, and he's going to show back up. Well, actually, Uncle Ben's back. Well, of course he is. <laughs> Why would Uncle Ben stay He, he actually went with, uh, I think it was Mae Parker, back to her world, because on one of his worlds, he survived. Uh because he, he actually got bit by the, he got bit oh, by the spider. Because he was gamma irradiated. He actually took the day off of work to take Peter to the exhibit like he was supposed to. He got bit by the spider, and then he was out being Spider Man, and Doctor Ock realized who he was and went and killed Peter Parker because he was his nephew. 
So he stopped being Spider-Man. He killed uh, Doc Ock. It was like, I'm done. You know, it's cost me too much. Wow, so Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Does whatever Interesting. Spider-Man can. I'll tell you, I, I will say this. That the... The story of... The creation story of Spider-Man, the nuances of who he is, and the, and the great character study that is Spider-Man's world and history... The fact that it can be dissected that many times with different things goes to show just how deep and immersive that world actually is. Yeah, it's probably the best superhero creation. I would say. It's just that everyday kid throwing it it over his head. It's perfect because it relates exactly to the audience, directly to the audience of the comic book. Yeah, young kids struggling to make it, no money. Always being blamed for stuff, even Fair. if they do the right thing, they get accused of doing the wrong thing. Yep, can't. Yep. None of the adults understand. You can't get the right date with the right person at the right time. Yeah. Until he married the supermodel. Yeah. But until then, he was you know always blowing off dates and. But don't don't you worry because Joe Casada will never let him be married again. Instead of going, well, we could have him have a kid, or we'll get to Mephisto in the mix. <laughs> And I've got, I've got just the idea. Well, let's see how Secret Wars plays out. Maybe he'll be married at the end of it. That would be great. We're back. Because now there's 18 Spider-Man. They can have Spider-Man for everyone. Spider-Family. Spider-Man for everyone. And then uh, lastly, we have this Avengers book that showed up on our doorstep. Nice hardcover book. Uh, who published that? Published by... Thunder, Thunder Bay Press. Thunder Bay Press. It's uh, written by the great Peter David, who's written just about everything, including my favorite run on The Incredible Hulk. And it's divided into pretty much five sections. There's a section on the Avengers uh, as a group that goes from the origins all the way up to about two years ago with a uh, the secret, what was it, secret uh, crisis wars? or <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, secret the scrolls crisis. came and, and took, took all the heroes' identities uh, right, the identity crisis. Is that what, no, no, that, that was DC. DC. <laughs> was it something oh, secret? Right? I can't believe we're having trouble distinguishing Marvel from DC. Yes, yes, uh, it was the secret uh, crisis war, the identity, secret, secret invasion, secret invasion. All right, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty current. Uh, then they have sections devoted to Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and strangely enough, the Hulk. Uh, who left after one issue. He showed up and said, Hulk, sell comic for you. <laughs> now must leave. Yeah, it didn't appear as a, a regular Avenger again until, God, just last couple of years, right? And it wasn't even him. I mean, in the comic verse, Banner has still uh, said, screw you guys, I'm not a team player. Right. But in the Ultimates, Banner was working on yeah. a new kind of super soldier thing. But... Yeah, um, they brought in the the Red Hulk. They advertise, and he's an Avenger. Uh, right. It's uh, the general who's always been following yes. him around has has been oh. gamma radiated, and he's the Red right. Red but Hulk. Up, up until the late nineties, the Hulk was never a consistent member of the Avengers. Never. Yeah. So in it's fact, kind of... in the in the two thousand and two, the kind of end of times where they're going after Morgan Le Fay. And the entire, like, Avengers, every Avenger, even, like, a dude like D-Man who's been hanging out in the sewers for, for two years yeah. shows up. And they call Hulk and he's like, I told you guys never to call me. Yeah. Please lose my number. Uh, 
So yeah, definitely aimed at the movie audience uh, as an introduction, you know, because everyone who sees the movie just assumes the Hulk's been there since day one. Right. Uh, but us hardcore fans know the truth. And each section has uh, two items that you can take out of the sleeve. Uh, Captain America has, a, I believe, a page of original art reproduced and the Sons of Sentinels of Liberty membership card reproduction. Um, the Thor section has a nice Walt Simonson advertisement for uh, where uh, Thor got turned into a frog. Uh, I mean, not, nothing not terribly exciting, but uh, it's still, exciting to me. Still pretty I, cool. I love that. Book. Yeah. Uh, so maybe uh, next time we see Walt, I'll have him sign that and have it framed. You actually, uh, you had Walt sign that frog issue for me when you saw him the last time. I the, did the greatest gift I ever I ever got by, by far by yes. far it would be <laughs> it, it touched my heart as uh, true tales of comic books comic uh, just wait till you open your wedding gifts oh. every one of them is this is no Walt Simonson autographed frog issue though I mean a fruit <laughs> dicer is fantastic a juicer great set the bar high but I mean Peter David. Definitely knows his Marvel history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of great stories in there. Uh, a lot of things he clarifies. He starts right off the bat with the classic story. Uh, you have the book, so I, I won't look up the names. But it was the DC publisher having uh, having uh, hanging out with Martin Goodman, who is the publisher of Marvel. And he was talking about how great the new Justice League comic was selling. He's like, huh, team book, you say. <laughs> you know, cause, you know, that goes against everything we do because we keep every book separate. Because if someone could buy one book with all five heroes, why would they buy five books with one hero? Why indeed? And he's like, well, it actually doesn't affect that. They just buy more. So the story that's been going around for years is he took that inspiration to create the Avengers. And then uh, right off the bat, Peter David shoots holes in that theory. You know, that the DC... Well, first, the DC guy would never share that kind of information with selling. No. And second of all, he doesn't golf. <laughs> so that kind of blows old, but he, he finds out, yeah, well, the guy who was the distributor for Marvel at the time, Atlas, uh, was an avid golfer, and he had that information of what was selling. And he may have said, yeah, listen, you're making me a ton of money with these books, but you know, my, uh, my uh, fellow distributors are making killer money with this Justice League. What if you took your five best heroes and yeah. stuck them on a team, which obviously they did not do? They said, oh, people like Hulk. Yes, and they sure like Thor. But who who's the but who original? is this? Who is this wasp you speak wasp. of? Who yeah. is this Ant Man character? Yeah, because that was that was it was uh, Iron Man. It was Iron Man, Hulk, Hulk Thor, Thor, Wasp, wasp and Ant Man. Captain America came in what issue? 19? Issue number four. No, that's Captain it? America shows up. Issue four. Wow. Yeah, Hulk <laughs> leaves immediately yeah. after they defeat Loki, and then they. Just, and I, they and they unearth Steve Rogers. I have a, I have the uh, Essentials book. Yeah, and I couldn't believe how bad those early stories were. You couldn't. It was just every issue was well. They're fighting bank robbers. <laughs> it's like <laughs> bank robbers, and I think it was, it was like skulls. Like had like it's been years since I read it, but I remember going. This is like the same story every issue. You know, there's a plot. You know, they're framed. They fight him. They punch him. The guy says, "Oh, you spoiled me look, again." Well, look at the look at the same era stories of the Fantastic Four. It's ah, what new menace has Doctor Doom created to send yeah, our way? But these guys didn't really have supervillains. 
It was like they're fighting big robbers. Right, they came Thor's, together to, Thor's knocking down the came, big robbers. They came together to, to defeat uh, the Loki. god of mischief. Yeah. And then they're like, and now First National's in trouble. Yeah. Get hop to it. it it's, it's a lot like if someone died in Ohio, a family member, and everyone went to Ohio and then said, you know what? Let's just hang out here and be a team. You know? <laughs> and then after like And then week, the drunk like, uncle says, yeah. me leave. It's like, you know, why are we hanging out? That's how it was for the Avengers. They all came to fight Loki. Like, we should be a team. And then for the next three issues, they're like, what do you want to do? There's a bank robbery. Ah. Uh, I'm a multi, I'm a multi millionaire. Right. Yeah. I'm rich beyond compare, and I'm a god, but uh, because it wasn't, stop it, a bank. No one, no one thought that, he, that Tony Stark needed to be a billionaire in yeah. the 60s. That's true. A millionaire was plenty. A thousandaire was a, thousand a life of air. comfort. Plenty. But uh, it's still a, a pretty cool book for, uh, what is it, $30, which means Amazon, you could probably get it for 20 Yeah, you can probably uh, get that for Put your local bookstore out It's of a good read. It's got some nice art. I, I would pick it up for 20 bucks yeah. off of Amazon. Yeah. It's, if it's, I wanted to give Amazon a little free advertising that they don't need. Yes. Well, I'm worried about them going out of business. Yeah, they might. Yeah, you know, they're struggling over Oof, there with their profit margins. But uh, I think that's about it, unless you have anything else you wish to contribute or share. Um, anything you wish to discuss? Topics of the day. Topics of ISIS. the day. ISIS. Middle East crisis. Canada. Can we survive Canada? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know. They got something up their sleeves. They're too quiet up there. Yeah, they're always like, oh, everything's nice. Here's our comedians. Enjoy them. <laughs> and then one day the comedians are all going to rise up. Yeah. We have said Justin Bieber to you. That, that's what they did. <laughs> Sunday. Oh. It's the long con. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready to strike. I feel it. Getting close. Oh, Canada. See what I did there? Yeah. Anything uh, you're looking forward to, comic-wise? Uh, comic-wise? I mean, Star Wars Issue 3 is coming out. The new Princess Leia book's coming. That's Howard the Duck. definitely Phil and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Now I'm pumped up for that. Big Trouble Little China's continuing. I love uh, Jack Burton. The uh, V... What is it? The V... The action figure line they have with like Alien and Back to the Future. Right. It's a reaction, Recycling I think it's called. The... Uh, they're putting out a lot of Big Trouble Little China figures, which I, I Wait a minute. Get. You mean I will actually be able to have a Jack Burton action figure? Yes. Uh, like I dreamed about when yes. I was a kid. Well, they do have... They put out a lot of figures back in the 80s. And I never got any. And they, they sell for huge money. Huge money. Huge money. Is it enough money to shake the pillars of heaven? It is. It is. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. But I'm very excited about are that. You, are like, you excited to I get a, a, a uh, egg shin with his six demon bag? He's not part of it. Unfortunately. It's, it's a lot think, like, like... Wow, what a like, terrible mistake. Lopan? Lopan and... Uh, Young or old Lopan? Actually, he's low pan. Six of foot tall roadblock. Now I'm starting to doubt myself when I read it. It's is Jack it Burton. Probably and, one of the storms. Yeah, I, I hope so. If they don't have the storms, they failed. Everyone. Yep. Can you get now? The Pork Chop Express. Come on. Yeah, that would be fantastic. What a what a coup that would be. Yeah. Maybe I'll. Uh, I think I have a uh, Optimus Prime in the other room. Maybe I'll glue them together and, and we'll paint just them and pork make them chop a Pork Chop Express. It. I'm down with that project. Absolutely. I'm crafty. The pork chop express will live again. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's everything old is new again, and except for us, and I'm loving it. Yep. Just continue down the path of getting older and older. Still got to get caught up in the Flash. 
I do uh, too. The Joker's finally being introduced on Gotham. And the only thing I know about that is from what I watch on the ads. Uh, they had the guy. <laughs> uh, well, that could have been any number of <laughs> any number of hilarious Batman villains. Walking Dead continues. I don't know anything about it because it's uh, whatever. I'll tell you, someone someone died and people weren't happy. And, uh, I think somebody probably threatening them, but acting like they're their friend. Oh, and it, never, it, it never ends. Never All ends. I know, the show is going to end once Daryl dies. Yes, because Daryl's lovable really redneck. Only, he's the only one people care about. Exactly, point. Rick's just a big, grizzly, stupid fool. Is the boy still alive? <laughs> yes. All right, because I didn't see him in the Carl. two minutes I watched. Yes, Carl is he still is wandering out by himself, getting into mischief? Uh, no, he's probably not so smoking much. by now, drinking. Yeah, he's he. Well, he befriended the uh, the samurai, so she's oh. kind of kept him under control. Uh, you can't be running around well, eating pudding and no, no. You, losing your shoes. A man now. Yeah. Nice. Good for her. What's yeah. her name? Michonne. Michonne has, has kept it. Kept it. Good for her. I'm proud of her. Cause, yes, because his father wasn't really doing no, much. his father was a horrible parent. And his a mother, horrible parent in the in a post-apocalyptic. Uh, how many zombie. times did they let him wander off by himself in a world full oh, of zombies? Where's Carl? One time I'm sure he's fine. And you see him five miles away fishing. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a zombie in a day. I'm sure Carl is fine. <laughs> Alright, so uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Uh, at some point, it's rumored that Patrick will join us again. Patrick McCrone. Uh, bringing his unique vision to the podcast. Uh, hopefully next week, uh, the weather looks like it may be breaking finally, and we will, we're done with the worst of the snow. Yes. the, the hot, I, I enjoyed role-playing Hoth <laughs> for the first couple of weeks, but yeah. now it's kind of ice station it's starting zebra. It's starting to become a drag. All right, so until next time, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll check you out next time. Yes. I got no witty ending to this. That's that's ending <laughs> enough. Later. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News Podcast. Send show feedback to podcast at firstcomicsnews.com. Visit us on the web at firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic, movies, TV, and gaming news. Podcast is copyright Matthew Suchek, Patrick McCrow, and Richard Barber.